Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes. completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started anastasia is a founder at social butter agency and co-founder at meta souls which is a community to empower women entrepreneurs and creators in web3 in the interview anastasia shares about her meditation practice and how that helps her maintain a grounded sense of balance as she deals with being a woman entrepreneur in a world where there aren't many women entrepreneurs she also shares about her vision for women leaders and how she is driven by curiosity and yet how she has learned to accept and move on while taking huge risks as an entrepreneur hi anastasia welcome to the choosing leadership podcast Hi, happy to be here. Very excited. It's uh, wonderful to have you here. And for our listeners, can you start by sharing a little bit of who you are and what do you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Anastasia. I'm coming initially from Russia. Right now I'm based in Amsterdam and I am a marketeer. And I used to be corporate marketeer for many years. Used to work for big companies like Adidas, Unilever, Heineken, and then um when i moved um uh, to amsterdam uh during pandemic time i realized that i want to build my own companies and develop my own projects which happened last year so last year i quit my company and then i decided to build my project which is the first project that i right now still building is my agency which is called social butter this is digital marketing agency that helps businesses and entrepreneurs uh to build their online presence And the other project that I have um right now is Metasoul's. This is more related to web3. So web3 as the area that interests me a lot. I entered uh, web3 beginning of this year together with my co-founder. So we are building the edtech product uh, for women which basically accumulates all sorts of educational materials like podcasts, articles, masterclasses. Uh, and this product is arranged on the basis of subscription so basically you pay a certain amount of money during one month and then you get this educational materials you basically buy it but 
The first pillar of this uh, project that I have is the event that is happening in four days and it is named GNFT. So it is hmm. a little bit complicated system. And right now I'm managing different projects of different kinds. And um, this is an exciting journey, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. And before we go into right into that, uh, can you share a little bit of your backstory, right? From Russia to Amsterdam, from being in big companies to having two companies of your own. Can you share a little bit of how you got started on this path? Um, so how? I always wanted to experience something new. And when I was working in Russia, Russia is a really big market. Uh, for At that moment, I was working for Heineken when I decided to move abroad. And at some point, I just realized that I need international experience because mentality is a very important aspect in marketing. And uh, for example, in Asia, you can have very certain trends which are not going to work in the US, for example. And I was just curious to experience how marketing can work in different countries and cultures. That was my intention. But um, also talking about the let's say the projects that I was involved in at that moment, it was more about the brand, but I also wanted to move into digital because for me, digital is the future. And that's why we actually entered Web3 space, because as you can right now notice, um, a lot of big brands are entering the space. Nike just launched Swoosh platform, which is the biggest, or will be, was probably the biggest Web3 platform that uh, a big brand ever entered. Heineken did it as well, and a lot of others. So, um, yeah, it's just something that is happening and I want to be involved. I think mm. curiosity is my main push, uh, how you call it, the main trigger that I had is curiosity. Thank you for sharing that. I think curiosity is common to every entrepreneur's journey, uh, but curiosity gets you started, right? But at the same time, you also need a lot of courage, right? So because you are doing something which is now, as you said, right, in competition with Nike and Heineken, which uh, are big companies and you have worked in them so you know how structured they can be so not just starting something against them but starting in a startup phase where things are not structured where you're responsible for kind of everything how has that panned out for you and what are you realizing about yourself uh, in the process that's a very good question um, because i see the difference i used to be and i'm still right now in the process in, uh, in a startup environment and I used to be in the corporate world and I can compare these two worlds. So the thing that I was not really happy about in corporate, and uh, I'm sure that there are many people who have this opinion, is that there are a lot of processes and there are a lot of um, meetings that you have to attend. Not that these meetings not necessarily lead to some concrete action or results. And uh, it depends on really on the person because I am result oriented and I really want to see the input of my actions and I really want to see how the project is developing and I want to see it fast. So that's why startup environment maybe for me is a little bit more friendly uh, because there are less processes and basically I manage all the processes. My team right now that I, I well, I'm working on an event, which is huge work to be honest, even though we are not expecting 1000 people or 2000 people, it doesn't matter. Uh, this my team right now is very flexible so they're super fast they react in a very different way comparing to corporate world they are motivated in a different way 
So uh, I would say, um, yeah, it is totally different. And I didn't really work in a startup, like scaled up startup to compare. Right now, I also see the pressure of responsibility or feel the pressure of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I cannot say what is better, what is worse. It's just different. So here uh, in a startup, I just feel way more responsibility. I feel that I have to motivate my team, but at the same time, they are super motivated themselves. So it's just, I mean, easier on that front, but at the same time, I need to make sure that I pay to my team tomorrow, that I keep them involved and, you know, this kind of things. In the corporate environment, it's just like, sometimes people are just working because of the process and not because they are motivated themselves. You know what I mean? Yes. So it is, but I don't really want to tell some, anything uh, bad about corporations in general. It's just, I mean, I'm very subjective. There are plenty of people who are super happy to work in a corporate environment. It's just, I'm absolutely sure that it depends on the type of character and type of um, personality that you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, going a little bit deeper on the type of uh, character and personality that you are, is it that you have discovered or what is it that has changed in how you describe yourself when you were working in a large corporate? And now when you are starting your own companies, dealing with all of that pressure that you mentioned, how do you see yourself differently? I just, I think, um, first of all, you learn to accept. Yeah, this is actually a very deep question. You learn to accept. Because sometimes you plan something in a very perfect ideal uh, way, in a perfect ideal world that doesn't exist. And in corporate, you can you are also involved in a big um, team and there are many people and there are more chances to make it perfect rather than in startup. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be perfect. So that's why, uh, that's why I just, me personally, my big learning is to accept, okay, it doesn't work exactly how I thought. Maybe it will work differently. So this is one. The other thing is um, risk. So I'm right now risking a lot of things. First of all, I risk money. I risk, I don't know, uh, I like invest my time. I invest, for example, I decide, okay, this year I'm going to do this. This is actually the big risk that this year will go nowhere because there's no guarantee that your business will scale up anyway. But this is, again, something that I didn't do when I was in the corporate environment. I was like, oh, I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do this. I was, uh, I really wanted to be in a super safe space. I was basically locked in my comfort zone. And right now I feel like I get bored if there is no risk. So, you know, I'm getting a little bit addicted to that. So it's, it's a little bit weird, but that's true. So... I think uh, you just grow faster if you stop being afraid. Thank you. I think both of these are so vulnerable and deep learnings that you have shared and so personal to you that I want to really applaud you to like uh, to answer this question so openly to me, learning to accept, but then also not being stopped by your, by willing to take risk. Uh, so now, as you mentioned, right, there's a lot at stake here. What is it that you so deeply care about that you are willing to take that risk, right? What gives you that motivation and courage uh, to pursue this path? I think this is related to mission. And uh, this is related to mission of every project that I right now develop. So, for example, about SheNFT, right? Uh, SheNFT, we're doing events not for the sake of doing events. It's a little bit different. This is a long roadmap behind it. But long story short is that we want to give the space to 
female creators, artists, and speakers to talk about Web3 because there is um, like certain statistics saying that there are very few women in technology and there is a huge bias against women in technology. So we just want to manifest uh, diversity in this field. This is the mission. And I, during the last nine months or even a year, I used to go to a number of events related to Web3 and, uh, you know, there there is simply no diversity there. And I think that the mission is of this particular project is to change the situation on that front. I think this mission, which is more emotional, it's not related to materialistic things. It is very... Um, it's coming, it lays really deeply to my heart also because I'm not a developer myself. I don't have any technical background, but at the same time, I'm interested in the field. So I think this motivates me when it comes to social butter, my other project, there is also a mission to help, uh, smaller businesses and companies to establish their online presence because uh, here in Amsterdam, I also had uh, a lot of conversations with people who don't really value enough this aspect so for example businesses that don't pay enough attention to instagram profiles of their projects or they don't really uh, know how to build the website so help them to see the results already in a month or two i think it's nice just you know um to unleash their potential basically so for me, these two things, these two missions are, well, something that helps me to wake up every morning, let's say, I don't know. So it's, uh, for me, it's definitely better than even being involved in a huge project that will move very slow and then give the results in three or four years, or maybe doesn't give it at all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for adding that uh, like part about the mission and what drives you. And as you mentioned, right, it's emotional. It's uh, very personal to you, and that keeps you going even when the times are tough. Right? So now if I zoom out a little bit towards the future, can you share what is it that your vision is that you're planning to create in the next few years? Yeah, I have a clear, I think I have a clear uh, plan about Metasols because we are anyway planning to pitch and we have a pitch deck ready. So oh, this is the only reason why I have this number in my head. We want to, in the next three years, we want to onboard 10,000 women in Web3. So this is the objective. Um, but, well, with social butter, I, at the moment, I'm on a crossroad because, because this is very simple. I'm getting more and more involved into Web3 and I'm naturally moving uh, there, like all my projects are naturally moving there. So maybe... I will just arrange some sort of repositioning. I will move my agency into this niche, I think, marketing-wise. But this will be a total re reshaping, redesign, rethinking of the project. Mm. Okay. So 10,000 women, right, into the space. Mm -hmm. And if you see that horizon, right, what do you see are the biggest challenges that you face? The biggest challenge? Um, the markets. <laughs> like you look at the markets, it's just completely down. So, but this is something that I personally cannot control it. So, and the trick is that it's really difficult to sell anything related to Web3 right now. It's difficult to sell it uh, if you create the product. But at the same time, you see the big brands are moving into the space. 
you see if there is a real belief. I mean, I have real belief. <laughs> so I'm sure that in some time, like several months or maybe a year, the situation will get uh, in a totally different state. But it's just more, um, again, the gut feel rather than rational calculations or whatever. So yeah, market is uh, the biggest obstacle, but it will get eventually better. The other obstacle is um, because the niche is still so small, you need to invest a lot of time, effort, money into education. So the sales part, I think it will be quite difficult. The other obstacle is we need to find one co-founder, but right now we have two, me and my uh, my other co-founder, and we need a person who is into technical things. So we need a developer basically who will be uh, working with us on the project. But this is something that is not even an obstacle. I think it's uh, easily solvable. Mm. Yeah, that's it, I think. Yeah, and uh, like what you shared earlier about your background in Russia and marketing, how does that play a role in the next phase of uh, of your career? How do you think that has helped you, that uh, prepares you right now to go for the next two, three years? Well, it helps me a lot. So, uh, for example, building the team. So uh, I have experience of uh, managing teams in big companies, but he here, I mean, it's a little bit uh, different as I mentioned because of the motivation but the principle is the same so um, to make sure that you gather people who are good in a very particular thing and just letting them do what they are good at I, mean, I can only thank Heineken for the skills that I managed to gain there because right now I have uh, I have like seven people working on this event and they exactly know what they're doing and I don't have to control them all the time Hmm. So this is uh, this is really this really helps. What other things? Yeah, obviously marketing knowledge. Of course, it's a little bit different in different environments, but you st you still have your judgment and you still have uh, your understanding of the markets. You still you know how to do the research. You you know how to stand out. You know how to build the USP. You know how to build a brand. Because what I'm excited about, I'm excited about creation. I think this is something that gives me this, how you call it, a butterfly in my belly feeling. But mm. there is absolutely nothing. Can you imagine? There is absolutely nothing. And then in several months, there is something, you know, and there are people around it. And they're just like excited about it. And they are saying, what a nice project, what a nice initiative. And yeah, so I think this is something that also motivates me, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's a wonderful definition of uh, leadership or entrepreneurship, that you create something from nothing. right? And when that stands on its own, then that's a wonderful feeling when people recognize that, when you see that actually working independently or with support uh, of yourself. Yeah, true. Yeah. So given all of that, right, uh, every entrepreneur's life is filled with surprises, things working, things not working. And as you said, right, being a woman entrepreneur, especially in the Web3 technology space, uh, you can be one, one of the very few women in the room often, as you said, right? So how do you manage pressure? How do you manage when people don't get your perspective? How do you manage the overwhelm, which I assume comes uh, with uh, like running any company, let alone running two companies at the same time? Uh, actually, right now, um, I must admit the situation is getting better because uh, recently, in the recent years, I think each and every company has a diversity in their objectives, you know? So sometimes, like if there are two founders pitching, 
and one of them is a woman yeah so you know what's going to be the result so it's sometimes it's just for the sake of it i mean sometimes it's deliberate but i really appreciate that at least this diversity aspect is uh, getting more and more attention well how i cope with it i just i don't care i mean <laughs> i don't really worry about like what other people think so uh because i know that i am trying to solve the problem so i know it does exist right so it i'm not getting surprised from getting some certain comments from people or whatever because i know that there is a problem that i'm trying to change this is exactly what i'm working on so no i think um, i think what is important here is to just keep in mind and keep in how you call it at the background your mission and your uh, objective so if you always remember it i don't think that it will be that annoying <laughs> that people comment on you or something So, yeah. Thank you. I think uh, exactly what you shared, right? Not being bothered by what others think or what others say is a key strength to basically move forward without getting disturbed. Uh, at the same time, I what I'm also sensing is that it's a deep sense of grounding, like a very stable ground for you to stand on, on which that you started uh, the companies and then also going forward. So is there something or are there any key people in your life who have served as Uh, mentors or who have been very influential which has created this stability or that a very stable very open perspective that i know what my mission is and then even though it is not easy it is challenging i am going to move uh yeah i actually i talk to many people and it's not that i have my mentor that i talk to every week or so i i think i have a lot of conversations with other Uh, with different people in different times my co-founder sabina is my mentor in a way uh, mm -hmm. because she is first of all she's way younger than me second she is uh, she read uh, all books of um, harry potter when she was four so she's just a way more adult than she looks but for some reason she has all this wisdom that i've never had i have different things i have different good and nice features and different things that they can give to people but she is definitely uh the person uh, that helps me to learn a lot then of course the other thing that helps me a lot is my gurus that i mean like my spiritual gurus in the way so i meditate a lot i do a lot of practices i do yoga and this is about grounding so for me this is about grounding so at the same time when you realize that you are in the moment that you live through the moment that to concentrate on this moment it helps a lot uh to realize who you are and then as soon as you understand who you are you understand what you're doing and you start to value what you're doing and if you value what you're doing i mean this is exactly the ground you're talking about right so for me this is a like a direct connection in between these two things even though if it is not related to business at all it is more uh, related to mindset and to mental yeah and i think i had a conversation with you the other day and it helps me a lot as well so um, i still like the what i'm still struggling with is that um with understanding that everything is possible in a very short span of time i know it's true but for my brain is not really it is not really working yet So I do remember what we discussed and I do remember that everything is absolutely real and everything is possible. 
Uh, and remember, we discussed that um, when I started to develop my Web3 project and I said, oh, I actually want to speak at different conferences. I want to build my personal brand and everything. And uh, indeed, I started to get invitations from different places. I got invited to NFT London. I got invited to other places. So, but everything is possible. And I was like, every time when I uh, was, you know, having these situations, I was thinking about about you, what you said. Um but it's still like I still cannot really comprehend it completely, you know. So that's why it's getting a little bit slow still for me. But um, yeah, I'm working. Definitely working. Thank you for sharing about uh, meditation and yoga, and then adding this uh, challenge or confusion. Uh, but right, if I can share a little bit, uh, like I'm so glad to hear about meditation and yoga as a way to create that grounding. And I think it's very relevant to leadership and business as well, because it then allows you, as you said, right, to continue operating from that space. Uh, but again, like uh, the, the challenge or the confusion that you shared, sometimes the brain doesn't want to believe or doesn't want to like uh, agree that this is possible or goes into the how, which can be confusing. Uh, so for me, at least for me, when my brain tries to do so, like meditation or like just grounding myself, focusing on my breathing, is sometimes letting, giving the brain a break, right? So understanding that my, who I am and what my leadership is a lot more than what I can think, what I can plan, strategize through my brain. Uh, and sometimes the brain can come in the way by wanting to know every single detail, by wanting to plan out every single part of the way. And that can close out serendipity and that can cause us unnecessarily confusion or stress or worry. So sometimes to answer right what you were just sharing, for me, sometimes it's a practice not to do something else with the brain, but to let the brain go. To basically say to the brain, right, you can relax. Like there is this part of me in meditation which I can go into. And then even when things are uncertain, I would just let them happen. Right. So like in one podcast interview, one person said that leadership is the balance between making things happen and letting things happen. Uh, so many times you have to yes, go out and be proactive and make things happen. But many times you just have to let things happen without trying to understand, control, influence. Because the moment you set an intention that I want to do this or I want to create this, immediately people will start giving you opportunities to do so because you have set something in motion. Uh, and then the brain doesn't like that. The brain wants to be in control, wants to figure out everything. Uh, and sometimes then you just have to let things happen. Uh, and the over-eagerness of the brain can sometimes can get in the way, right? Can, it can make the journey more difficult than it is It is going to be otherwise. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I think uh, meditation gave me a lot because I have, I've been doing it for a long time. And I think I will continue <laughs> because, uh, yeah, because it, first of all, it helps to calm down in difficult moments and then just... Uh, um, it's it, the grounding which you just right now mentioning it also gets uh, help you to get a lot of different insights so the, my best ideas coming are either during meditation or after meditation you know you just sit and then oh i didn't see that why and you start working yes absolutely right i always say that the real strength or power of meditation is not in that uh, like 15 minutes or one hour that you meditate but what happens in the rest of the day for you, because then that allows you to be more, so much more centered, so much more calm and deal with the pressure situations much more easily. Right. So, so again, to begin to wrap this up, 
right? If there is somebody listening, either a woman entrepreneur or a man entrepreneur, what advice would you give them uh, to communicate your mission, right? To what you're trying to create. If there's a woman who doesn't feel comfortable in that space where uh, you don't see a lot of conversations which are empathetic to you or if you are a, a man but you are caught up in your own ideas on your own bubble of like whatever way men think uh, what advice would you give uh, somebody like that i think um well i think my advice would be very trivial in this sense but it is exactly what i would say fear is blocking the potential always for me, it was always fear. Like uh, procrastination and fear are connected. So if you are afraid, like I think fear is actually lays in the very basis on each and every negative feeling that you can have on top of it, you know? It can be like fear lays always in the very like root and then it can mutate in all sorts of like procrastination or... Uh, I don't know, grief or any other like bad feelings that you might have, but in the root is always fear. So what I can say is that it is important to realize that fear blocks your potential. That's it. So as soon as you recognize it, you start to get even angry because as if you feel that there is something that is blocking you, you know, and at that moment you will start to actually release this fear a little bit. I think, I hope I'm actually articulating myself clear. <laughs> So my advice is to realize that if you're afraid of something, to just realize it. And this is already, uh, this is something that will already help you to move forward because you just realized it, you know? And then next day you will be already like, oh, okay, this is something that blocks me. So to move forward, I just need to try to release it a little bit. And day by day, at least that's the way I went. So, um, yeah. Because starting your own business or being an entrepreneur or being an environment which is not super friendly or new or starting the idea which is uh, which doesn't exist yet, you're always afraid, you know? And, yeah. Uh, I think that this is a tip. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is so lovely yeah, because as you said, right, fear is the foundation. Whether it might show up in anger, frustration, even sometimes guilt and shame. Uh, mm -hmm. But the underlying emotion, as you said, uh, is fear. And the second thing which you mentioned is it's about releasing it. It's not about uh, adding a judgment over it that who am I? Like, I shouldn't be feeling fear. So normally we add another layer of judgment over feelings, fear, and that stops us from releasing. So what you said is just realizing that you're stopped by fear and then focusing on releasing it rather than pushing it down or overcoming it or fighting it. It's a very different way and one of the things that i have learned is that the fear never stops us what stops us is we stop the fear so if we stop the fear from coming out or like acknowledging that is what is stopping us right in our tracks but if we can let the fear come out maybe through tears through some kind of expression journaling meditation whichever way that unblocks you that releases that energy that motivation which allows you to then move forward even as you said right in a unfriendly unfamiliar environment yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, just before we wrap up, right, anybody who's listening who wants to reach out, find out more about uh, what you're up to or join or collaborate with you, what is the best way for them to do so? Uh, well, I think it's better to connect me on LinkedIn because LinkedIn has all the information about my projects. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I just think it's a great way to connect. So please reach out on LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you, Anastasia, for everything that you have uh, shared today. I think uh, very well sets you up on the path to success that you are uh, uh, going forward. And I want to wish you the best of luck for that. Thank you so much. It was a really pleasure to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction. Not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.